How do they come up with such twisted plans? Well, hey there, this is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and I'm coming to you from Riverside, California. Podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we are reading through the entire Bible in a year. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving here in the United States, and I've got to say that I'm looking forward to spending the day with the extended family. For those of you here in the U.S., I hope you are too. But for all of us in the LifeSpring family, no matter where we're at, every day should be a day of thanks. God is so very good to us, we should always have a heart of thanks. And I'll thank you when you share the show. Share it tomorrow when you're with friends and family. You'll probably have the opportunity to tell them that you found a cool way to actually read through the Bible this year. And if I was a betting man, I'd bet that some of your family has tried to do it, but either never started or they started and didn't finish. Tell them, now you can. Show them how to subscribe to the show. And I've got a question for you. Have you reviewed the show yet? No? Well, why not? Now's a great time. Review the show at reviews.lifespringmedia.com. And if you have a prayer request or a praise that you'd like to share with the LifeSpring family, you can do that at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. And sign up for the newsletter if you're not getting it now at news.lifespringmedia.com. Our reading today is Psalms 36 through 38, and I'm calling the episode Schemers. And in keeping with the way we've been doing it lately, I'll be giving you a short introduction before each psalm, and after I read them all, I do have a few comments. So let's get to it. The title of Psalm 36 is For the Choir Director, a Psalm of David, the Lord's Servant. Interestingly, there's only two psalms that use the phrase, the Lord's Servant, in the title. That was Psalm 18, and now Psalm 36. In Psalm 18, David is an old man. Here in Psalm 36, David is a young man. All of his life, David saw himself as God's servant. Psalms chapter 36 An oracle within my heart concerning the transgression of the wicked person. There is no dread of God before his eyes, for in his own eyes he flatters himself too much to discover and hate his sin. The words of his mouth are malicious and deceptive. He has stopped acting wisely and doing good. Even on his bed he makes malicious plans. He sets himself on a path that is not good and does not reject evil. Lord, your faithful love reaches to heaven, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains, your judgments like the deepest sea. Lord, you preserve man and beast. God, your faithful love is so valuable that people take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They are filled from the abundance of your house. You let them drink from your refreshing stream, for with you is life's fountain. In your light we will see light. Spread your faithful love over those who know you, and your righteousness over the upright in heart. Do not let the foot of the arrogant man come near me, or the hand of the wicked one drive me away. There the evildoers fall, they have been thrown down, and cannot rise. The title of Psalm 37 is a simple one. A Psalm of David. We learn in verse 25 that David wrote this when he was old. Like the book of Proverbs, the purpose of this psalm is to teach wisdom. But unlike Proverbs, this is a song, and it was written as an acrostic, with each line beginning with successive letters of the Hebrew alphabet. This arrangement made it easier to memorize. Psalms chapter 37 Do not be agitated by evildoers. Do not envy those who do wrong, 
for they wither quickly like grass and wilt like tender green plants. Trust in the Lord and do what is good. Dwell in the land and live securely. Take delight in the Lord and He will give you your heart's desires. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act, making your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like the noonday. Be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for Him. Do not be agitated by one who prospers in his way, by the man who carries out evil plans. Refrain from anger and give up your rage. Do not be agitated. It can only bring harm. For evildoers will be destroyed, but those who put their hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while, and the wicked person will be no more. Though you look for him, he will not be there. But the humble will inherit the land and will enjoy abundant prosperity. The wicked person schemes against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him. The Lord laughs at him because he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and strung the bow to bring down the afflicted and needy and to slaughter those whose way is upright. Their swords will enter their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. The little that the righteous man has is better than the abundance of many wicked people. For the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord supports the righteous. The Lord watches over the blameless all their days, and their inheritance will last forever. They will not be disgraced in times of adversity. They will be satisfied in days of hunger, but the wicked will perish. The Lord's enemies, like the glory of the pastures, will fade away. They will fade away like smoke. The wicked man borrows and does not repay, but the righteous one is gracious and giving. Those who are blessed by him will inherit the land but those cursed by him will be destroyed. A man's steps are established by the Lord, and he takes pleasure in his way. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed, because the Lord holds his hand. I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous abandoned or his children begging for bread. He is always generous, always lending, and his children are a blessing. Turn away from evil and do what is good and dwell there forever. For the Lord loves justice and will not abandon his faithful ones. They are kept safe forever, but the children of the wicked will be destroyed. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it permanently. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom. His tongue speaks what is just. The instruction of his God is in his heart. His steps do not falter. The wicked one lies in wait for the righteous and seeks to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in the power of the wicked one or allow him to be condemned when he is judged. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will watch when the wicked are destroyed. I have seen a wicked, violent man well-rooted like a flourishing native tree. Then I passed by and noticed he was gone. I searched for him, but he could not be found. Watch the blameless and observe the upright, for the man of peace will have a future but transgressors will all be eliminated. The future of the wicked will be destroyed. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord, their refuge in a time of distress. The Lord helps and delivers them. He will deliver them from the wicked and will save them because they take refuge in Him. Psalm 38's title is A Psalm of David, to remember or to think about. David is asking God here to remember him, to think about him, to be mindful of him because he's racked with guilt for some sin that he's committed. 
We don't know when this psalm was written, so we don't know what sin has him in this state. This is one of the seven penitential psalms, the others being Psalms 6, 32, 51, 102, 130, and 143. Psalms chapter 38. O Lord, do not angrily punish me or discipline me in your wrath. Your arrows have struck me. Your hand has struck me hard. No healthy spot is left on my body because of your rage. There is no peace in my bones because of my sin. My guilt has overwhelmed me. Like a heavy load, it is more than I can bear. My wounds smell rotten. They fester because of my stupidity. I am bent over and bowed down very low. All day I walk around in mourning. My insides are filled with burning pain, and no healthy spot is left on my body. I am numb and completely devastated. I roar because my heart's in turmoil. You know all my desires, O Lord, and my groaning has not been hidden from you. My heart is pounding. I have lost my strength. Even the light of my eyes has left me. My loved ones and my friends keep their distance, and my relatives stand far away because of my sickness. Those who seek my life lay traps for me. Those who are out to harm me talk about ruining me. All day long they think of ways to deceive me. But I am like a person who cannot hear, and like a person who cannot speak. I am like one who cannot hear, and who can offer no arguments. I wait with hope for you, O Lord. You will answer, O Lord my God. I said, Do not let them gloat over me. When my foot slips, do not let them promote themselves at my expense. I am ready to fall. I am continually aware of my pain. I confess my guilt. My sin troubles me. My mortal enemies are growing stronger. Many hate me for no reason. They pay me back with evil instead of good, and they accuse me because I try to do what is good. Do not abandon me, O Lord. O my God, do not be so distant from me. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. Psalm 36 reaffirms something for me that I've often thought of. In verses 1 through 5, David talks about the evil man and how he acts, what he does. And in verse 4, David says, He plans ways to sin while he lies in bed. He is committed to a sinful lifestyle. He does not reject what is evil. Okay, so... I'm far from perfect. In fact, there are times that I feel like the Apostle Paul that I'm the chief of sinners. But I'm constantly amazed by how thieves and liars devise schemes. When I hear how they do things to accomplish their evil deeds, I can hardly believe it sometimes. How do they come up with such twisted plans? I could never think that way. It's incredible. When, for example, I hear about some scheme that someone used to embezzle money or con some old person out of their life savings, I'm shocked at how they did it. My mind just doesn't work that way. I mean, they had to really think in great detail to come up with their plans. I just don't think that way. Please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that I am without sin. It's just that I'm not a schemer like that. My brain doesn't work like that. <laughs> Maybe I'm not smart enough. I like to think, though, that because the Holy Spirit lives in me, He protects me from such thoughts. As a matter of fact, in chapter 37, verse 4, David says, Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. Well, the way I understand that verse, David is not saying that God will give you whatever you want, but that if you delight in Him, He will cause your heart to desire what pleases Him. He will give you your heart's desires. But I most certainly do have my share of failures. 
In my more than half century of following him, I've discovered, like David, that real joy is found in staying as close to God as I can, and I'm so very thankful that I'm his. Beloved, if you don't have that kind of relationship with him, I encourage you with everything that is in me to reach out to him now and ask him to give you a thirst to know him, to follow him, to delight in him. Now, in Psalm 38, we see a man that is desperately crying out to God, and he seems to be at the end of his rope. He still has faith, but he says, Do not be so distant from me. I don't know about you, but I've been there. I know how David feels. I know what it is to have sinned and to feel God's correction. I know what it is to wonder when or if I will ever feel his blessing on me again. Like David, I've cried out, Come quickly to help me, O Lord my Savior. Now listen, this is a good place to be, beloved, if you have willingly remained in sin. This is a loving father chastising a misbehaving child. It's a confirmation that you are his. He does it to correct the behavior, to bring you to repentance. Hebrews 12, 7-11 says, As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Who ever heard of a child who was never disciplined? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his child after all. Since we respect our earthly fathers who disciplined us, should we not all the more cheerfully submit to the discipline of our Heavenly Father and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always right and good for us, because it means we will share in His holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is painful. But afterward, there will be a quiet harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Beloved, God's discipline is meant to bring us to genuine repentance. It's a good thing. When we confess our sin, He forgives us because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And that is when we can again enjoy the close fellowship and the blessings of God. I welcome your comments. Comment on the show notes page at S12E86. Our reading tomorrow will be Job 25 through 26. Boast! This date in church history, November 24th, 1713. Junipero Serra was born. He was the Spanish-born Franciscan missionary to Western North America. He arrived in Mexico in 1749, extended his labors to Northern California in 1769, and established nine of the first 21 Franciscan missions founded along the Pacific coast, including San Francisco, Santa Barbara, Santa Clara, and San Juan Capistrano. He's been aptly called the Apostle of California. And on this date in church history, November 24, 1880, in Montgomery, Alabama, more than 150 delegates from Baptist churches in 11 states met to form the Baptist Foreign Missions Convention of the United States. The Reverend William H. McAlpine was elected as the organization's first president. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for being a loving Father to us. We thank you for your correction when we need it. You care enough about us to do that so that we'll be more like Jesus, which is where we want to be. Thank you. And I pray for the LifeSpring family and ask that you bless each one listening right now, Lord. Lead them, guide them, protect them. If they're going to be traveling to celebrate Thanksgiving with friends or family, give them safe travels. 
As they're enjoying their Thanksgiving meals, may there be peace and love, even with those who might be difficult, as every family seems to have at least one. Let us not be that one. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. To close the show today, I'm going to leave you with Scott Wesley Brown singing praises to the Lord Almighty from his Old Hymns Made New album. I think this is a great Thanksgiving song. Scott came to my home for an interview in September of 2008. I'll put a link on the show notes page at lifespringmedia.com slash s12e86. And if you'd like to see part of that interview on YouTube, I'll put a link to that on the show notes page as well. Now be aware, the quality of that video is not very good. It was, after all, 13 years ago. Technology was not what it is today, but you might enjoy it despite the bad video. The audio is fine, so it doesn't sound bad at least. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, beloved, if you're here in the U.S. And by the way, there will be a show tomorrow. No days off for me. Until then, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. I'm Steve Webb. Bye. of creation Oh my soul praise him for he is thy health and salvation All ye who hear now to his temple draw near join me in glad And wondrously reigns Shelters the under his wings Yes, so gently sustaineth Hast thou not seen How all thy longings have been Granted in what he ordains to the Lord, he is worthy of all Your voice and sing